So what happened? Like they saw that car post and the car dying on this script. Mm-hmm. So what happened? So we wanted to give you a little bit of the background and we thought, well, we've got some other mishaps. And <laughs> when we started actually sitting down to yeah. count them out, I'm like, oh, we this happened, enough. this happened, this happened. We're like, yeah, we have enough to actually record. We got eight, we got eight mishaps. So. This is the final call for The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 371. If you give birth on a Yadrolinia ferry from the island of Var, your child will get free travel on that ferry for the rest of their life. Heath, that'll be some nice savings. Just saying. This was the first time that Trav and I both took our brand new Suave's shoes with us on a trip. And I have to say, at first I was a little concerned that I wouldn't love them with every outfit. You all know that I'm a bit of a shoe girl, but honestly, I loved them with my jeans. I love them with my dresses. And not only do they look good, they are so comfortable. I wore them walking around the old town of Dubrovnik for at least five hours in just complete comfort. I love these shoes. They're truly the best travel shoes I've ever owned. Me too. And if you want to get your pair of Suaves, you can go to suaves.com, S-U-A-V-S.com and use the special promo code EPOP because that'll get you 15% off anything you order. I finally did it. I have been traveling with my Tortuga backpack for over four years. And even though I consider myself a pretty good packer, you know, this is only carry-on size, so I'm already taking less than a lot of other people. At the end, right before I'm getting ready to go, after I have all my necessities packed, I always find myself slipping in a few extra things into my bag just in case. You know, I'm like, oh, maybe one or two more shirts, maybe one more pair of pants. And then ultimately, I don't use that clothing. But this trip, I said, no, I'm only going to pack what I need. I'm not going to let that little excess slip in there at the end. And it was awesome. Just that little bit less of weight on my back. It felt so great. The best my Tortuga backpack has ever felt in four years. So if you are looking for the best travel care on backpack out there, check it out, tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And I urge you, try, try one little hack here. When you're done packing, don't take up that little extra space of room. Say, nope, I don't need it. And travel even lighter with your Tortuga backpack. Hey everyone, just a quick housekeeping note about today's episode. The meat of the episode that you're going to listen to in just a second is different audio quality than you are used to, and that is because we didn't have our whole setup with us when we recorded this, but we wanted to get it out to you as quickly as possible. We wanted to share with you the hilarity of the moment that had just happened while we were traveling in Croatia and Bosnia, so that's why the audio quality is a little different on today's episode. Don't worry, it's totally listenable, but of course, the following episodes and every episode that you hear on out from EPOP will be the super high, melodic, amazing audio quality that you're used to. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just wanted to let you know why it might sound a little different so you don't have to adjust your speakers. Don't worry. It's not you. It's the audio equipment that we used while we were recording this episode. All right. Enjoy. Don't have to worry, cause we're going there soon. 
Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a person who is responsible for absolutely zero of the travel mishaps <laughs> you're about to hear, but had to put up with all of them. My wife, my constant travel companion, and someone who unfortunately has to travel with someone who might be a little more mishap prone mishap than her. Prone. Well, some of it was out of our control for sure. I mean, some of it had nothing to do with you or me. Um, so, or anyone on or, the trip. Yeah, some of it was definitely Unforeseen out of our events. And I think that's kind of the essence of a mishap, right? Or, or mm-hmm. they can kind of go two ways. One is just something that happens to you that you can't control. Some of those are what we're going to talk about. And some of the ones are ones that you bring about or, or maybe help or exacerbate <laughs> and bring about. So we've got a, we've got eight today. Eight. For one trip, a 12-day trip, that's almost one a day. And it's been a while, I think, since we've had a lot of mishaps on a trip. When we went to Europe last time with Wit on his first international trip, I can't remember too many mishaps happening at all other than the horrible jet lag that had us getting up at noon every day. Yeah, but- th- this trip was definitely more mishap-laden, <laughs> and you guys, if you've been long-time listeners, you know that we love to talk about mishaps. One of the things I love to ask every guest who come comes on is their biggest travel mishap, because not only do they make for great stories, but they do show the other side of travel, the unglamorous side. And what's kind of neat about mishaps have, to me is that usually those are the stories you remember. So they're unglamorous when they happen. They're not things that people look forward to when they're playing a trip. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait for this mishap to happen. Right. But afterwards, you come back and you're like, these are the funny stories that you end for up sure. telling. So I, They're usually funnier after it happens. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And it's been a while since we, we talked about our mishaps. It's been a while since we kind of had an episode focused just on mishaps. Mm-hmm. And so we thought after these comedy of errors happened in Croatia on a 12-day trip, really only 11 days on the ground, we thought, all right, why don't we rattle through these eight mishaps, some bigger than others, and uh, just give you guys a slice of what our trip looked like. If you follow us on social media, you've heard a little bit of the stories of some of these because we posted some pictures, but you haven't heard the whole story. So if you don't follow us on social media, follow us, Instagram, at Pack of Peanuts. That, that's the best place to do it, right, Hath? Yeah. I mean, just come follow Instagram. Hath puts awesome stuff up there. Occasionally when I feel like it, I'll throw some stuff up too. So you saw the beginnings of the stories if you follow us on Pack of Peanuts. But let's start even before any of the mishaps, before we get into the mishaps, with two potential mishaps that we avoided, thankfully, because this could have ended up being a disaster, relative disaster, coming and going, and that was missing flights. Yeah, and this had nothing to do with us. I mean, we arrived to the airport extra early. Both um, times. Both times. On there and the way back. Uh, Yes, and when we got to the airport in Philadelphia to go to Croatia, we had booked this whole uh, trip with um, a mistake fare using the Jetto app that Trav designed with his buddy Nikki, and we... We got to the airport and it said that the flight was delayed, which is fine, except that because it was a mistake fare, you know, we had connections. It wasn't just like Philly to Zagreb. You know, we had to, where were we stopping over in London? In London. And so we only had one stopover. It was only London and it was, uh, I think it was originally supposed to be two hours. So it gave us enough time. Right. But the flight was delayed like an hour and a half. So we're thinking, how in the heck are we going to make a connection at Heathrow with like 30 minutes 
to spare. And I believe usually, and this happened to us in London, that when you get to the EU, you have to get your bags. You have to go through security and passport control because it's the first stop in Europe. And then you don't have to do it when you land at your final destination. So that's really annoying and it doesn't give you enough time. So we are just like rushing through the airport. I am six months pregnant. We have wit. We don't have our stroller. So we're all taking turns like hustling, carrying wit, carrying our bags. Because it was a mistake fare, we had no checked bag. Like we couldn't check bags unless we wanted to pay $60. So we had all of our stuff with us. Most of our stuff. Most of our stuff. We'll get to that. And yeah, you know, we're just rushing through. I'm out of breath. We have to budge in front of people all the time, which was really like some people were really nice to us. And then we are going through security and I forgot we're gonna have to do this so all my toiletries which are the right size there's just a lot of them and they're all stuff, over they're all over so then they have to you have to go into the line where they pull you aside and like go through your bag and we're thinking oh my gosh we're just gonna miss this flight and we, didn't. we didn't so we hustled through Heathrow <laughs> we got on the flight and all was well but you know the whole way to Heathrow we're thinking yeah. we're gonna miss this flight this stinks because right. then we're gonna we're gonna have to wait in London for like 10 hours 12 hours, not a big deal if you don't have a kid and leave right. the airport or and have fun. the next day, they were saying maybe. Right. So it was a, it could have been a disaster and it wasn't. Yeah. So we caught our connection and we made the Zagna. Yeah. Then let's fast forward really quick to the end of the trip. And all of a sudden we were supposed to go Zagreb to Rome, Rome to Philly. Mm -hmm. Instead, they decide to add an extra leg on our flight to go Zagreb to Dubrovnik in Croatia, Dubrovnik to Rome, Rome to Philly. Yeah. Not the end of the world. Three flights. It was a long day. <laughs> right. Not the end of the world, but we're like, oh, it stinks that they add that little one on. Mm -hmm. But they told us, well, you don't have to get off the plane. No big deal. Turns out, yes, we did have to get off the plane. Then turns out, yes, you do have to get your bags. And so we are caught once again running between in through the Dubrovnik airport to get back yeah. on the but plane we had just gotten time, off. this time, there were about seven of us who had to do this to transfer in Dubrovnik. And they gave us like an airline. Specialist. Yeah. So she fast-tracked us through everything. So that made it at least less we, stressful. Right. We knew we weren't going to miss the flight, but we had to get off. And run through. Right. And then when we got to Rome, instead of having a three-hour layover, we literally, again, had less than one minutes. hour to find our next flight from Rome home. And that was really stressful, too. And at this point, you know, it's the end of the trip. I'm two more weeks further along, and I'm not hustling as much as I was at the beginning of the trip. And I was just like, listen, guys, I'm not running through this airport pregnant. I'm just going to walk. And if I miss the flight, I honestly don't. Care. And I was <laughs> like, not, I mean, I wasn't going to be mean to have, but I'm like, uh, I do care if we miss the flight because I don't want to get stuck here. We also, you know, sat on the tarmac when we landed in Rome oh, yeah. for like 45 the minutes. The bags didn't come out. So we're like, we're missing this flight. Long story short, we actually then, I ran way ahead, ran up to the gate of the American Airlines agent and they're like, oh, excuse me, are you the one with the pregnant wife? Some other people tell us about you. I'm like, yes. They're like, we're holding the plane for you guys. So and to be fair, I was only like one and a half minutes behind Trav. Right. right. It wasn't that far. They, I wasn't like moving at a snail's place. I just literally wasn't running through the airport. Right. So on both legs, there and back, we came very close to missing flights. It didn't happen. So that kind of couches this whole conversation. Like those would have been... Again, not disastrous. It's not the end of the world. It's just things that are a lot harder if anyone who's traveled with kids know, and now right. we know. If that happens to us and it's just you and I, 
whatever. Yeah. We, we make the best of it. We go visit, yeah. we go out in Rome. I mean, we go out in London. Rome was gorgeous. We left uh, Croatia and it was like raining and freezing and we land in Rome and sun is out and it's beautiful. I'm like, hey, let's, we have to stay in Rome a few days. No big deal, right? Well, it would, you know what it would have been. It would have been like, no, come back in eight hours and yeah. we would have been stuck in the airport with the kids. So either way, we didn't miss our flight. But there are some mishaps that did happen. Mm -hmm. The first of those was the fact that when we got to the Philadelphia airport, or let me even rewind, before we even got to the Philadelphia airport, I realized that I had not put wit on our ticket as a lap infant. Yeah. And this happens like every time we go. Because you can't yeah. add lap infants when you book and you have to call in the airlines. Like why yeah. it's not easier to add a lap infant, I do not know. Like when I'm booking a ticket, why can't I say add lap infant? But there's no option for that, at least none of the flights that we've taken. Right. You have to call the airline up. Mm -hmm. takes forever. No one knows how to do it, even though it's what would be a common thing. Yeah. And, so, and, and honestly, I just want to interject here that our flights, our round-trip flights, only cost $320. $333. I wish we had just bought a ticket for WIT because at this point he's almost two, so he can still fly for free, but he doesn't get a seat, and it's really hard to not have a seat. Well, this will be one of the last yeah. times so that anyway, he flies as a lap. Yeah, if a flight's that cheap over to Europe and you're getting a round-trip ticket for 320 I would maybe just recommend getting an extra ticket. Depending on how old your infant is. I mean, if he's one and a half, yeah, if they're like well, and so, because it ended up costing us this so much we get to the air. They, I, I try to add him as a lap infant for like five hours before we have to go to the airport. No one can help me out. They're like, Go to the airport. And I'm thinking, Oh, I'm gonna show up at the airport, and no one at the airport's gonna have any idea yeah. what to do. And they're gonna be like, You can't get on this flight. So I'm a little like nervous. We get to the airport. Sure enough, the British Airways agent could, did it very easily. He was like, I don't know why they couldn't do it when you called him. I'm yeah. like, I've been on the phone with him for three hours, no one could do it. It's like, I have no idea why. Do, 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 do. Added him. But because I was booking it now, it ended up costing $209. So it cost us $330 for our round trip tickets. It ended up costing us $209 no to seat. add on yeah. with no seat. So, okay. <laughs> First mishap. And I'm like, well, it's Not 200 Not that big of a deal. No, know. it actually went, I was, how well it went, I was like, here's $209. Yeah. And you know me, I don't want to give out money. But I was like, whoa, I thought we weren't going to be able to get on a flight. Here you go. Cool. All right, so we're on the plane. The plane ride goes okay, other than us almost missing flights. We get to Zagreb, and what we is not there? don't have Wit's car seat. Now, we are road tripping for 12 days, 11 days, so we didn't want to have to rent a car seat. We actually got um, a, just a kind of a cheap travel car seat. It was under $100, and we packed it, and you can check it for free because check bags were $60, and we did not want to have to pay that, but they allow you to have your stroller and a car seat free on any airline, and a little hack that we do, you know, we put the car seat in a car seat bag, and then I put all of Wit's clothes and, like, extra diapers and wipes in that bag, so literally all of Wit's stuff, other than our diaper bag, is in with the car seat, right. and we don't have the car seat, and we are renting a car at Zagreb Airport, and we're staying one night in Zagreb. Okay, if we don't have a car seat, no big deal. But then we're driving to Plitvice Lakes. Yeah, we're <laughs> going day. all over the country, and we need the car seat. So there's no car seat, <laughs> and we have to put in this form, and there's only one flight a day, apparently. So because um, it's in London still, I guess. Yeah, I track that it was in London. It was in London, so we don't have the bag. This is one of the reasons, honestly, we never check bags. Some of it's because we don't want to spend money. Some of it's I don't want to bring a lot of stuff with me. And obviously another reason is because if you have your bags yeah. as carry-ons, they're not getting lost. Yeah, so, and you can just get off the flight and leave the right. airport. You don't have to wait for right. 
but but right. with obviously with a car seat, like we have no option other than to check it. They make you well, certain car seats, the ones we have, they make you check these car seats. So we have no bag. End of the doesn't not a big deal because we don't have it. So we're driving around with him not in a car seat, yeah, which, which in, is. I mean, Travis like it's not a big deal, and I was like, it's, it's awesome kind of for a big him. Deal, he loved but, it. Yeah, because I was holding him in the back seat, which is again not comfortable. Same as it is not comfortable on a flight, but. Um, we didn't have his bag, but we also didn't have any clothes for him. I had <laughs> no extra set of clothing. And so he was still in his pajamas that after like 36 hours were so disgusting. They were just like covered in food and grime. Yeah. And I was going to buy him an outfit, you know, at H&M or something or Zara. But then we found out that we were going to be getting his bag the very next About day. 24 hours later, we end up getting the bag, which they drove to our second place of accommodations. After we left Zagreb, we told them, mm -hmm. okay, we're going down to put Vise Lakes. And they were like, fine. And they, when we got there, the bag was there. So a little bit really of a mishap. Not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. It was kind of gross for a day and a half, but whatever. Third <laughs> mishap was a little bit more of a bummer. It was a huge bummer. It was a huge bummer, especially to me. I mean, maybe to Trav too, but we've been to Croatia. This is our third time to Croatia. And we have never seen Pogite Lakes. And we really have been wanting to see it. So we're like, okay, this is the trip that even though we've been to Croatia three times, we can see something new. We had always been on the coast, and this yeah. is inland and, and south of Zagreb. So it's a bit of a trek, mm -hmm. as, especially if you're coming for, from the coast, to get to this amazing right. national um, park, which mm -hmm. is these crazy waterfalls and lakes, in which some of the people, including Mike Brown, who's following us on Facebook, actually said to me, uh, sorry, don't mean to make it more of a bummer, but this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Uh, stop! I didn't know he said <laughs> so, that! So, anyway... We decided this was the finally the time, the third time, we're going to go see these yeah. lakes. So, so we make all this effort to get accommodations. Yeah, and this is this is the part that I'm kicking myself for because, you know, we planned this trip out every single night. We had accommodations. We had the whole itinerary planned down in advance, which is, you know, I think pretty impressive for us because sometimes and we don't do that. Definitely not the way we usually operate. Yeah, like literally every night because it was only 11 days and we were with Travis' parents and with Wit. We wanted to make sure that we didn't have to rush around and, you know, not know where we were going or staying. So we easily, easily could have pre-bought our tickets to put VJ Lakes, but I just didn't realize that you needed to do that. But this is why you go to put VJ Lakes, and the people who are also going, the other visitors, have increased from like under five hundred thousand people a year. I think he said it used to be like three hundred thousand people a year to over two million or something insane. I like it's just exponentially exploded with tourism, and they don't have. The infrastructure, infrastructure and yeah. the park isn't big enough to allow that many people. So we we went and we checked in and we stayed at this cute little guest house and we I'm, drove. And here's the other thing that I was kind of frustrated with. The guy who ran the guest house didn't yeah, tell us didn't like, say, oh, you like, have to buy your tickets ahead of time now for Put Vita. He was like, oh, you should go in the morning. It's yeah. easier to get in. So to just to, you know, kind of, I guess, ruin the punchline. You have to, you don't have to, but because there's so many visitors, you can buy tickets for certain slots. So if you want to go at one o'clock, you can buy the night before or, or even further in advance. I want to get in with the one o'clock group because it only yeah. allows a certain amount of people in per hour. We didn't know that. So yeah, we, we just rocked up at, at like, noon. It wasn't even noon. 11. It was like 10, 30, 11. And, you know, we, it's only our second day in Croatia. So we're all a little jet lagged. We have breakfast at the guest house and we arrive at 10, 30. So we're not there super early. 
But there's tons of people there there's that we have to figure line. out where to huge even line. buy the tickets. There's two entrances. It's just wild. Massive amounts of people. So we're just standing waiting in line for a really long time, like 30 minutes to 40 minutes. And we get really close to the front of the line. And all of a sudden, the people ahead of us, this big group of people, are like, well, they're not letting people in until 1 o'clock now. And it's only 11. Well, actually, what he said was they're not. They're done selling tickets. They're not selling yeah. tickets until 1 o'clock. And we're like, right. All right, well, it's 11.30. I guess we could wait an hour and a half. And they're like, no, they're starting to sell tickets at 1 o'clock. And the earliest oh, right. you can get in is 3, is three o'clock. Yeah. So they were like not selling any tickets for the 3 o'clock slot until 1. So you have to stand in line yeah. for an hour and a half to buy a to ticket buy at 1 to get in at 3. Right. So we're like, are we really going to wait three and a half hours here with nothing to do? Yeah. Just to get in the park at 3 to then spend a couple hours in the park and then at 6 and then yeah. we have to drive and an extra yeah, we four, were not three hours, four hours. We staying in Plavite for two nights. We were planning to drive to Split. You know, our plan was to go to the park in the morning, spend a few hours, and then drive to Split. Because this is a fast trip and we're only spending one night in Split. So <laughs> it was just a little bit wild and super disappointing. And so I just want to make sure anyone who's listening to this podcast and is planning to go to Croatia and specifically with VJ Lakes to buy your tickets in advance yeah. because you just easily can. You just go online and you do it and it's and so we, annoying that I didn't do it. We could have done it even like the night before. You could have done well, it Well, I think the guy actually said two days in advance. Well, I saw a sign that said you can buy tickets yeah. for one o'clock anyway. when we rolled up okay. and I was like, oh, okay, Maybe. what does that mean? Regardless, buy your tickets ahead of time. This was the very beginning of when they started to do it. So we right. said, well, we didn't know you had to do this and the guy said, this is yeah, new within the last couple new. weeks. They so. just can't handle all the tourism that's coming in. And he said he was probably going to move, that the park was going to do all online ticket purchases. I don't really know, but... So mishap. We, this is a mishap. We didn't even get to go. We were in the parking lot, and we spent all this time driving to it, staying a night around it where there's nothing else to do, yeah. and then driving an extra couple hours away from it all to actually not go yeah. in the park. And maybe if we hadn't had wit, we would just like hang out so we could go to the park. But with a one-and-a-half-year-old who's cranky and didn't sleep well the night before... You're not just going to hang out in a parking lot for three hours to go yeah. see some we, lakes. I mean, it was just, we, decided we had to, to cut, cut our, our losses. losses. That's so funny. Yeah, we decided to cut our yeah. losses. So that's a big mishap, is is missing one of the main reasons we went to Croatia, because we had, we've seen a lot of Croatia before, but we hadn't seen that. One of the new yeah. things we were interested in doing, completely missing that, because we didn't know you had to buy tickets ahead of time. Yeah, to me, that was the worst mishap, I think. Oh, I well, that was the... Worse, so it was in our control, yeah. although, again, it wasn't really in our control. We, I mean, how are you supposed to know? Yeah. Either way, I guess a little more research made. Number four, this also <laughs> in our control. This was in the same day, wasn't it? It was, because yeah. we left Put Vise, because <laughs> we're like, well, day. we're going to go down to Split, and we're going to get there ahead of time, and we're not going to get there at night. We're going to get there during the day mm -hmm. so my parents could see Split, and we could walk around, and get a nice dinner. meal, yeah. all that. So we decide that we're going to go and... Go, go to Split, and we find this parking mm -hmm. spot right next to Buffet Fief. And again, we will do a destination diary, an updated destination diary on Croatia. So if you are going, we'll give you kind of all the best places and things to do in more detail right. in that episode that will be coming out in the, in a few weeks. But um, this, we we like, all right, we're going to go to this restaurant. We've been here before. Mm -hmm. Found a parking spot right outside of it. Fine. Went to the restaurant, decided to go pre-buy our ferry tickets to make sure, because after this problem with put Visa yeah. Lakes, like, well, let's make My sure gosh, we can get on this ferry the next day. We can't even get to Cortula the next day, and we have two nights or three nights booked here on this island. So. Right. So we go pre-buy our ferry tickets, 
ended up not having that. That did not have to be the case at all. There was like no one on this ferry. Yeah, but again, when you go to buy the ferry tickets, I asked the lady, you know, we have a car, we're bringing it on. I think it was about $80 or something with four adults in the car. And I was like, okay, so what time should we come? And, you know, just asking her questions. And she's like, well, you should come early because there could be a long line. And I said, okay, well, we've bought a ticket in advance. So doesn't this guarantee that we can bring our car on the ferry? And she said, said no, no, it's just whoever gets there first. And if there's not enough room, you don't get on. And I'm thinking, like, what? I just gave you, like, almost $100. Yeah. So, anyway, I got so there, like. I was like, okay, you need to get to the ferry early because we're not missing this ferry to the island. And I did. And there were, like, two cars <laughs> in line to yeah. get on the ferry. And after that, people were rolling up, like, right as the gates were closing. <laughs> Whatever. I guess you don't know Better what you don't know. Safe. I'm sorry. That's not even the mishap. The mishap was that then I was late getting back to the car that I had paid to park and a parking ticket a parking pass for the day is like six bucks but i didn't have it on me so i only put on what i had on me which is like a dollar and a half and so i'm like well we'll be back and so it's about 15 minutes late and right as i'm walking up to the car i see a guy giving me this parking ticket i'm like oh my gosh and so i like ask him i'm really sorry i'm right here and he's just saying his english wasn't great it's just like there's nothing i can do i'm like please you know i'm, I'm here i'm gonna move the car right now and he was like, no, and I guess it's because he had already put in the system and it like printed out the ticket. There's nothing you could do. So I said to him, all right, how much it is? is it? 48 Kuna. Okay, cool. That's like six bucks uh, or seven bucks. I'll pay it right now. Take care of this. And he was like, no, you can't. And I'm like, okay, but I'm leaving tomorrow on a ferry. How am I going to pay this? And he was just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the next know. day was a Saturday or something. Yeah, and he was just like showing me on the back of the ticket all the payment options, but it, it was in Croatian, so I couldn't even read it, and there's like an email address. Anyway, I have a $7 parking <laughs> ticket and split. That's not even like that big of a mishap, except for the fact that I still haven't paid it yeah, because I don't, I don't know, know how. how to pay it. So that $7 parking ticket, because it's a rental car, it'll probably get sent to the rental car company. The rental car company will pay it and charge me like a ninety or hundred dollar administration fee, administrative fee. And that you know, fifteen minutes of me walking back from the ferry will probably end up costing us like a hundred dollars. Yeah, hopefully so. not. But yeah, it's a little bit annoying, but not as annoying as our next and. This is biggest, biggest mishap. mishap. Again, and totally out of our control. Mm -hmm. And the one that you guys will have seen on Instagram, at least part of this story. Yeah. And this has to do with this same rental car mm -hmm. that that has a parking ticket on mm -hmm. in split on its name now. This rental car, we told you we got on the ferry and it was very easy to get on this ferry. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got there two hours early and my dad sat with the car for two hours and we got on this ferry. No big deal. It's a three and a half hour ferry ride. Mm -hmm little like minor mishap we were there early but then we didn't go up to like the main deck and by the time we went up to main deck like, there were no seats, there were no seats. Mm -hmm. so heather and my mom and wit ended up sitting in the car for the duration of the three and a half hours and my dad and i ended up sitting up on the deck like yeah, finding some seats rainy and cold it's not cold. like a nice sunny day to sit on a deck so you guys sat in the car but you didn't have it on or no, anything like no, that no. you just sat in the car yeah, as it was on the ferry nap. we were just relaxing in there and then the ferry docks in Corchula so we're like yay we're at the island and, and we were all a little like yeah. stir crazy because three and a half hours so on a ferry isn't time. super long but it was really crappy weather we're yeah. like let's and just get out of here. was old it wasn't like a comfortable ride it's not like those BC ferries up in Canada those are so nice, those are nice. um so yeah Trav starts the car but it's still like 20 minutes to get off so he's like okay why did I start it this early he turns it off so then we're waiting our turn to get off the ferry but like and, the the fifth to last yeah. car because like we 
got there early. Right. So we're like in the first row, mm-hmm. but the last to get off. And so he goes to turn the car on now, and it's actually our turn to move, and the car won't turn on. And it just says, engine failure. Yeah. Like, so it's like, engine failure, yeah. turn off car immediately. I'm like, okay. what? So I'm like, this okay. It's a brand new car. We didn't even specify that yet. This car has never been used before. It had 50 kilometers on the car when we rented it. So it's brand new. It was, we were the very first people, other than the person who drove it from the dealership to the rental car place to use this car. And we didn't specify this. We had to get a bigger car because we had five people and a bunch of luggage. So we got the biggest car they had, which was, you know, it has like three rows of seats. It wasn't a van, but it was like an SUV. And, you know, in Europe, the SUVs are really small. So this is the biggest SUV they have um, compared to like maybe a Kia Sorento here. Right. So it's not, it's not. It's a little bigger than that. We're not talking like a Lincoln Navigator or or Suburban. Yeah, no, it wasn't that big. So it was nice, but it was the biggest one they had. We turn, I turn the engine off. I'm like, that was weird. Okay, let me try it again. Mm-hmm. Hit, and of course, it's all electronic. So I'm like, mm-hmm. am I doing something wrong? Plus, it's a stick shift. So I'm like, all right, clutch is in, brake is on. You know, I'm hitting the button because you don't even put the key in the ignition and turn it anymore. It's just like the push button. Smart key. So I'm thinking, I must be doing something yeah. wrong here. But it, it keeps just like not turning on, like trying to turn on, not turning on and saying system, like engine failure, yeah. turn system off or turn car off. Yeah. So I'm like. And then it was saying like restart the car manual. Restart car manual. Like what does that even mean? So we're sitting there and of course the fair guys are like, come on, come on. Because yeah. they have to go to another island. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't start this car. So everyone leaves the ferry. We're the only car on there. And the guy on the Croatian, you know, ferry guy comes over. And I'll, he's like, all right, let me give it a try. I'm like, sure. Hop out of the car. He's in he's there for trying, what? Five minutes? Yeah. Nothing. Then, of course, there's like a, a group of people. Yeah. All these all Croatian. All the attendants on the ferry and like probably some mechanics within there, you know, because they're running the ferries. And just people are just, we don't know what's going on. Like, we don't know why this car won't start. So the one guy actually called the car rental. Sixth. Sixth we rented from. He called them, you know, because he can just speak Croatian and figure it out. And. He, he gets off the phone with Sixth and he says, all right, guys, we're going to push you off the ferry and Sixth is going to come with a mechanic, you know, on this, ob- not obscure island, but like an island in the middle of, and it's of the Adriatic Sea. pouring, pouring rain. rain. Like torrential downpours has been raining the whole day and it's just miserable weather and we're just literally getting pushed off so the they, ferry. Yeah, we're, they just push <laughs> us off. We, we like float off the ferry, basically, down onto the dock. And we stop because, you know, I hit the brakes and we just stop. Yeah. And there we are, stranded, stranded alone, on, the dock. on a dock, on a random island in Croatia with a car that's brand new that will not start. Yeah. They put the gate up and they're, like, See you later. they're gone. And, and we're, not, we're like, is anyone even going to come for us? I mean, now we had our Airbnb host and we were emailing them and they're like, well, we can, you know call a taxi for you, but, you know, we still have to figure out what's happening with this car. So, actually, pretty quickly... A mechanic. We, a well, mechanic I called comes. sixth again, oh, yeah, and I'm like, again. I want to make sure someone's coming, because yeah. these Croatian ferry guys told me someone's coming, but how do I know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, someone will come in like an hour. I'm like, can you please try to get them here quicker than that, because we're all jammed in a car, and it's going crazy. 6 p.m. They come in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It was actually surprisingly efficient what happened next but you never know what's going to happen and so they come with the mechanic and the mechanic tries to look at the car and he's like basically ha- figures out he has to tow it to the shop right he's so like he's this like, thing will not turn i'll on. be back and he comes back with a, a 
rental car that we are going to drive to his shop behind him with the car. We get to this shop in the Hold middle on. of But the, the rental car, we're going from oh, a yeah. seven-person-ger SUV to, to a, a sedan. sedan, like a basically a Toyota Camry size. It's an Opel Astra. <laughs> and we're like, is this for all of us or are you bringing a second car? And they're like, uh, no, this is for you. Yeah, so we had luggage on our laps. I mean, it was just... We go to the mechanic. He rents us this car. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to deal with this with six. It's still pouring rain. Mm-hmm. Then we have to drive through in the dark, pouring rain through these like treacherous like island eat. roads, which like up and down the mountains. I haven't even eaten dinner yet, you know. So <laughs> and so then <laughs> we're like... pulling up to the Airbnb, and it's up this crazy hill. And as we're going up, I'm like, uh oh, because I just feel it losing power. Yeah, and I'm like downshifting i'm in first gear it won't even make it up it won't make up the hill it dies and i like slam on the brakes and i'm like guys Mm -hmm. the car didn't even make it up this hill it kept dinging it was saying service engine soon it had all these warning lights on the new car anyway we like had to back this car up get it into our parking spot unload in the pouring rain but long story longer i guess the car that died we dealt with sixth and uh two days later they got someone to bring us another car that was an SUV that was smaller, but at least so it was another SUV. Yeah, we made and it work, and we had that for the rest of the trip. And, I mean, they brought it to us on the island, right? You know, they delivered it literally to our door, which only happened because our Airbnb host was so amazing, and she called them up in Croatian and just kind of gave it to them and said, Listen, they're not coming. They wanted us to come back to Split to pick up the car. They us, yeah, to take a, an hour drive and a four and a half yeah. hour ferry to go pick up a car from them. I'm like, listen, no. your car died on me. <laughs> I'm on this island. And come. we weren't even going back to Split. We were then going to be driving the Pajazic Peninsula to Dubrovnik. So we're like, not even coming back there. So you need to give us this car. And so she sorted it out. She was amazing. And we got the new car. And we had that car for the rest of the trip. So it was... it wasn't as horrible as it could have been and it was kind of funny and we were all in pretty good spirits while it was happening because it's just like what else can you do you're just sitting on this island in the pouring pouring rain and it's like well we're really just at the mercy of everybody else who's helping us unfortunately yeah it worked out. so that was that we our car died and it was a brand new car and who knows what came about and 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 yeah it wasn't because of anything we did we didn't put diesel in when it wasn't diesel or anything like that or regular in a diesel it was just we have no idea why it happened and we still don't know why honestly we still don't know and that is a mystery that i guess will continue on <laughs> forever but that car dying on the ferry yes that put us that that was a bit of a hassle for those two days figuring out what we we're going to do but we get this new car we're on the island of Korcha, so we spend two days and we're getting ready to leave and we're going to another ferry and i'm like oh my gosh hopefully this new car doesn't die on this ferry but As the new a- ferry is only 10 minutes long. It's like a really short ferry. And we're driving to the ferry and, you know, it's just on this like little backcountry road on the island. And we're literally like three minutes from the ferry terminal. And all of a sudden, we see this person in the middle of the road waving a stop sign. Yes, this person who had a uniform on comes out holding a stop sign and just points over. And I was making sure we got to this ferry early because I'm like, I don't want to miss this ferry. And he pulls me over to this, like, parking lot place, and he comes up, and he has this radar gun. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And he goes, like, you know, says, like, you were going this fast, and he shows me, and he's like, the speed limit here is this. So it's going, like, 20 kilometers over the speed limit, whatever. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. How long this is going to take? And he just says to me, in Croatia, we have a law that if you pay on the spot, it's 50% less. And I'm like, 
Okay. Says a guy in a uniform that might be a police uniform or he might have bought at the secondhand store. And I'm like, okay, in cash? And he was like, yes, in cash. And I'm like, this is And at this point, he hadn't even given us a ticket yet. So it was kind of, it felt very shady. Like, oh, okay, you know, this ticket's supposed to be a certain amount, but if you pay right now in cash, it's half this. Right, right. It's not like he gave me a ticket. It's like, oh, you could pay in cash. Here's, Here's what it would be. It'd be half. So I'm like, Mm, interesting. So I made a comment that was snarky. That I thought it was pretty funny, but my mom and Heather were like, shut up, don't say anything. I just said, oh, someone's going to have a nice dinner tonight. And they like thought that he was going to cuff me. Eh, whatever. I didn't think they were going to cuff you, but it was a little bit unnecessary. It was, listen, the guy was bribing me. I was having fun with him. He was obviously getting my money. So anyway, we gave, fortunately, we had enough cash. We barely, <laughs> barely <laughs> to, like, had enough cash. Straight coins out of our pocket. I mean, him it, it was the equivalent of 40 US dollars. So I'm like, right, sweet. Like, take my money. Here we go. Like, thankfully, we did have enough. And uh, we gave him that, and then, you know, we were on our way, and he goes trotting back out on this little road with his radar gun again. I'm just thinking, I don't know if this dude's a legit police officer. I think he just has a random uniform, has a stop sign in his hand, and bought a radar gun off the creation equivalent of Amazon, and is sitting here just, you know, taking Maybe, maybe money. not, but we nothing that traumatic happened and only cost $40. Yeah, so, so, so we got a speeding ticket slash paid a bribe. And I think we made it on the next ferry and it was a great day <laughs> and it was a great day so and we had no other mishaps then for a solid three or four days which yeah, was definitely yeah. the longest without a mishap because we went we drove the Peljessic peninsula we went beautiful. down beautiful it was we some wineries we had great seafood yeah we'll be talking we oh. got to dubrovnik had just the best time there you know we went to some of the abandoned hotels went to the beach we you know did all sorts of stuff and then we make the trek to Sarajevo which Travis and I have been to before and his parents haven't obviously Wit hasn't and we have really good friends there so we drove to Sarajevo and we stayed right in the old town and there was a parking spot for us that uh was connected to not connected to our Airbnb but across the street and so this lady was really nice. She's like, all right, let me find you your parking spot. And it's like down this little alley that's between two buildings and in an old shed. Like <laughs> there's like five or six like old Yugoslavian sheds in this back parking lot of a rundown apartment complex. And I'm like, okay. I mean, this shed looked like worse than the shed that I just took down from my house. Um, it, it was bigger. So, it fit the car. so anyway, I backed this car in. It's super tight. And she's like, oh, you're such a good driver. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, it was pretty hard to get this SUV in there. So I'm like, yeah, I'm the man, this and that. And, but I, I knew I didn't want to, like, take the car out very often. So we actually didn't take the car out at all during those two days. We just took an Uber where we had to go. Because it was wedged in there. And there's a bunch of other cars all over this parking lot. Like, every time I came, there's new cars all over. It was like, it was like a obstacle course trying to get your car out of there. If someone hadn't parked in front of the garage, which one of the times they had. So I'm like, and how am I going to find out who parked in front of the garage? Okay, we're getting ready to leave Sarajevo. We're going to be driving five hours back to Zagreb and end our, and then fly out to Zagreb. So I'm like, all right, I got to get the car out. Heather and, and my buddy and, and my whole family's over on the other side of the road. They're like, oh, do you want someone to come with you, help you get out? I'm like, no, 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 I got this. Just go grab the bags. Stupid mistake. <laughs> I get out of this uh, little shed thing. Fine. So I'm like, cool. I'm I'm fine. But then there's a bunch of cars parked, and then I have to, like, wiggle my way around and, and kind of get out of this little alleyway. But there's buildings on both sides of the alleyway. So I'm like, 
All right, this is gonna be a little tight, but I have to swing kind of wide. Well, I couldn't really swing wide because there's two like cars parked there that looked like they hadn't moved in probably 25 years. So I try to like wedge in there and I'm like, this car has a thousand sensors. You know the new cars yeah. happen. Like, like, if you go over a line, it senses you. If you're close to something on any side, it goes beep, 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 beep. Yeah. So it's just like beeping like crazy. Like, and I'm like, all right, but I'm not, I'm certainly, I'm looking out my window. I'm like, I'm good on this end. I think I'm good on the front, on the other side. Well, then I hear like scrape. I'm like, all right, not a big deal. Just on my side, on the back, probably nothing big. Pull the car, like wedge it out, get it out. I'm like, all right, do I even tell anyone that this happened or do I just kind of keep it cool? So I pull the car up and they're packing the luggage in and my dad's like, whoa, what'd you do to the car? But he's looking at the other side, not the one that I thought I had that I had scooped. He's looking at the other side. I'm like, what do you mean? I look in the front and it's got a huge scrape across the front passenger side, which I thought I was fine on because it, I don't know. That's where the gate was. I thought it was fine. I'm like, oh, well, that's a little worse than the one that I put on the pad on the driver's side. So we scraped up both parts of this car. I was super yeah. pissed at myself because it's just like the last thing that nowhere else were we going to get in an issue with yeah. uh, this car. I mean, we're taking the highway to Zagreb, staying at a hotel where they have parking and it's, you know, fine. But, you know, you're in some of these older cities and especially we're in the historic part of Sarajevo. I mean, everything's tight. And I have to give props to Trav for just even being willing to drive in Europe because it's not the same as driving in America because America, even if you think the road is small in America, it's not compared to anything that's in Europe because they're just old, old cities that weren't built for having cars. So there's so many times where we were in really tight situations, like more times than I can count on this trip where we've taken a wrong turn or we're going up a road or we have to do like, you know, an 80 point turn to get out of a situation. And Travis is really an expert driver and he's doing it with a manual. And so just thank you very much for doing that. And so by the end of the trip, I see these scrapes. I'm like, listen, you got us through this entire trip. I don't really care. So we have to spend a little extra for the car, uh, whatever. You, so I mean, we're all safe. We're all sound. We're almost at the end of the trip. I think the thing that pissed deal. me off the most was the fact that I had been in some really hairy situations yeah. and had gotten out of them scot-free. Because going into it, I'm whenever we're driving in Europe, especially now that we have this SUV, like when we have a little car... Or it's an older car. I'm like, who cares? That's why people in Europe, a lot of these places, especially in like Sarajevo, well, they don't care. They're like flying around. They got these old cars. Like, you dang it. No one, it just adds character. You get a brand new SUV. And I'm like, so I got out of all these hairy situations. And here I am, no one around me, trying to get out of a parking lot, essentially. (laughs) And I scrape it. I'm like, I've gotten out of so many harder situations when I thought something was going to happen on this trip. And here I end up scraping here. The second thing that's kind of frustrating is, you know how rental car companies go. They can either be really cool or they can be complete a-holes. Right. And like, so they could say, oh, we need a whole new front panel, blah, blah. And you know, it's going to be X amount of dollars. Now we have insurance through our credit card. Yeah. Book and with, the scrapes, I mean, they but weren't does that, deal with that bad. It was just, you know, surface scrapes. I tried it's a few of my tricks. It didn't work. It. Like rubbing it off with water and, and kind of going to gas station didn't work. So yeah. anyway, scraped up Whatever. the car in Sarajevo. It's not that big of a deal. It, it was certainly not as big of a deal as the car breaking down on the island. Um, but yeah, and then we made it back to Zagreb. We had our last night. And so we're like, oh, we're all good. The next morning, you know, we have to get up super early, like at 4.15 in the morning. We get to the airport, you know, we have that extra flight added on. We almost miss our flights, but we don't. And then we get back to Philadelphia. And uh, another little side note. 
quickly that we signed Wit up for global entry um, six months ago in November, and they kept sending us emails that instead of coming in for an interview, the next time you come back from an international trip, you can just quickly do an interview there in yeah. the global entry line. That the ended word up quickly. No, was it a took a long time, and we'd been traveling for about 19 hours at this point, so Wit was losing his mind, but we got through that line and this has been like 45 minutes since we've landed and we go out to the baggage claim and we're still looking for our bags 45 minutes after the flight has landed and you know Trav's parents don't have their bags we don't have our car seat bag again which is the only bag that we checked and then that takes about another hour at least to sort out that their bags aren't there they're, they're in, the Rome. in Rome, so and that we had to fill out the forms for the last luggage, and it was just then we had to get the car. I mean, it was just such a long day. But at least this time, losing your bags aren't as bad because you're going home, so at least we could give Wit clean clothes when we got home. Right. This was like a super anti-climatic, yeah. not big mishap. Like, when we knew our bags weren't there, and they even said to us, hey, you got, like, when we landed in Rome and had a rush to the plane to make sure we made it, yeah. when I was running up to the gate, and they're like, that's, you're the one with the pregnant wife. They said to us, hey, you might not get your bags because, yeah. like, you guys got here quicker than your bags. Yeah. We're going to try to get your bags on this plane. So we, we knew we might not have them. The, I think, so we were, the, the, the dumb part, or maybe the part that was the most annoying, was we waited for an hour to see if they would come out because they kept saying, oh, no, we're un unloading more bags right. from Rome. Which was not the case. No more bags came out. So we're waiting for all. And then it just took like an hour to fill up this form. Doesn't matter. Bags came the next day, delivered to our house. So it worked out. And of course, we were in Philly. I think it was just after traveling for whatever that was, you know, 20 some hours. You're like, yeah. the last thing you want to do is stand and fill out a form about your missing bags and then drive an hour home. You're just like, let me get home. Yeah. So, so I mean, whatever. The trip was still super fun. We had a great time. And we loved showing the whole country of Croatia. Well, not the whole country, but a lot of the country to Trav's parents. They really enjoyed it as well. And I do have to say that 11 days and go, we actually went to three countries because we drove down to Montenegro for dinner one night. So it's very close when you're in Dubrovnik. Um, and then we went to Bosnia, Herzegovina. So three countries, multiple destinations over 11 days is exhausting, especially when you have a one and a half year old and you happen to be six and a half months pregnant. So I don't think we'll be repeating a trip similar to this. No, it was, it was a little <laughs> too quick, but, um, I think the, the reason we wanted to record this is a, it's pretty funny. Hopefully mm -hmm. you enjoy it. It's, it's more of like an entertainment podcast. Yeah. Hey, look at the stupid things that happened. And we did, we also wanted to, uh, we've gotten a lot of people asking us, so what happened? Like they saw that car post and the car dying on this mm -hmm. trip. So what happened? So we wanted to give you a little bit of the background and we thought, well, we've got some other mishaps. And when we started actually sitting down to yeah. count them out, I'm like, oh, we this happened, enough. this happened, this happened. We're like, yeah, we have enough to actually record. We got eight, we got eight mishaps. So, um, yeah, and of course, letting you guys know that there was a little bit of tips and tricks in here that had we done something a little differently, might have worked out better. Yeah. But this is by no means to to blast the time that we had. It was it was no, actually it fantastic. Was really fun. And that's what makes it kind of fun is that despite the mishaps, yeah, it was, we still had... It was a, a great time. And I don't even know what my favorite part was, but probably going to Corchula, the island, even though the car mishap happened, you know, it was so relaxing there and so beautiful. And I just, I love Croatia and I love the landscape and it's so gorgeous and I can't wait to record a destination. I think for me, the best part of the trip was that parking lot at Plavise Lakes. I mean, that was really <laughs> fun. 
Um, we, well, you know what? They do have huge pictures, billboard pictures of the lake. So, you know, you yeah. can't go in. So as cool. you can see what they look like. Yeah, I'm saying I'm very sarcastic. The parking lot. Yeah, it sucks. Sucked to get yeah. stuck in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And not get to see the park on the other side. But uh, we will be doing a destination diary on Croatia. So we've done one in the past, but we've seen a lot more of Croatia over the last three or four years since that got recorded. So we're recording that very shortly. That'll be coming out in the next week or two. We know that a lot of people on Instagram are saying, hey, I'm going to Croatia. Let me know what I should do. So if you want all the best places to eat, sleep, things to do, places to visit, um, that will be coming out in our destination diary, Croatia. And that will be coming out very, very soon. So make sure you check back for that. That will be very, uh, I keep saying very, but that will be super informative about all the specific things that we recommend, including, including the absolute best seafood I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. And it's not even close. Yeah. Like this was the best. So we'll be talking about that in our Destination Diary. Thank you guys for listening today. Don't forget. Two sponsors for today's show, Tortuga Backpacks and Suave's Shoes. Both of us were rocking our Suave's all oh over gosh. Croatia. They are so comfortable, the most comfortable shoe I've ever walked around in. Incredible, incredible travel shoes. We're super happy to have them as a new sponsor. So check them out, Suave's, S-U-A-V-S dot com. And Tortuga Backpacks, TortugaBackpacks.com. Obviously, I have my Tortuga with me. You can get 10% off. Uh, using the code EPOP at Tortuga Backpacks. You can get 15% off using the code EPOP if you go to swaz.com. So check those out as well. And thank you guys for hanging out with us, for listening to our mishaps, for hopefully reveling in our mishaps, maybe having a laugh or two at our expense. Don't forget, if you haven't listened to the show for a while, we haven't asked for this for a while, leave a review, leave a rating. It always helps. It always helps. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be super appreciated. And until next time, happy free travels.